Thank you for listening to Yes Another Podcast on the Real Fun DC app. We appreciate you listening as always. If you're tuned in, we want you to follow us. Make sure you follow us at Yes Another Pod on Twitter, or you can follow us on IG where we post clips from the show. We've got some funny memes, some funny stories uh, at Yes Another Podcast on Instagram. And if you ever want to get on the show or if you got any topic ideas for us, hit us up through email at yesanotherpodcast at gmail.com. Breaker, it's me and you again. It's me and you again. Carlos need another another week off. Yeah, you know, yeah. we'll we'll give him we'll give him crap about it on the side, but we're willing to give him another week off. <laughs> so we'll hold yeah. it's all good, man. It's all good. Right, right, right. We'll hold down the fort while he's gone. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Um, I'm, I'm making it. I'm making, I'm, I'm home and alive and well after driving in some of this, uh, slushy weather we got out there. It looked like a damn, uh, Coca-Cola Slurpee spilled all over the roads, but, uh, it's we, you know, it's, it's nasty out there, but we, we made it home. I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. kick my feet up and relax the rest of the night and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Cause I'm sure some of this mess is going to freeze over. Cause that's what the DMV does is it's, it snows and sleets and slushes and then it freezes. <laughs> It needs to go the hell away. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it, it's not as bad as what the folks are dealing with in Texas and the rest of the Midwest. I, I don't know what in the world is going on down there. Right. Texas is not built for snow. I feel terrible for the folks down there. So uh, prayers up for them. Hopefully they get the relief that they need really soon because that, that, that is a place that you don't move to for snow. It's, it's wild what's going on, man. You don't expect you don't uh, expect snow amounts down there, and they got it bad. It's it's insane. So, uh, you know, again, prayers up to them. God bless for them. Hopefully, their relief comes soon. Yeah, imagine being down. Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> I am. Um, so, but uh, it's not just us today. Even though you know we we even though it's just a two man host show, we got a guest with us today. It's actually a longtime friend of mine. I've known him going back to our uh, shoot our days in retail, which is almost a decade ago at this point. Uh, he's a he's I call him he's a young black a young black rising entrepreneur. He's got his own company. This company does everything from entertainment to uh, to music uh, to music to uh, athletic wear to an athletic training program. Uh, he coaches. He's a former football player. He's a streamer. What what doesn't he do? We're joined by Sam Smoot. Appreciate you joining the Yes Another podcast. What's up, Sam? What's going on? I appreciate y'all fellas having me on here, man. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. definitely. We uh, you know, happy to have you on the show. Give you a little platform to talk about some of the some of the things that you do, man. Because you do a lot. You you're one of the most active people that I know. Is it's. I don't know how you stay so busy and you're not like constantly tired. <laughs> oh, I am. I take naps through the day, throughout the day sometimes, you know, shout <laughs> go low key, but you know, you gotta, I just stay motivated. Man. That's all you can do. Shout out to our boy, Marcus Guerriere for the adult naps. Yes. yes. <laughs> the king of adult naps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, let's, let's talk about, it. so I, you know, like I said, I've known you for nearly a decade now and, uh, you know, just from just from knowing you, I, I've known you first as a as a football player. Aside from you know being a good person, I guess you are. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you as a I knew you as a football player because when we first met, you you uh, 
again, like I said, we were working in retail. You mm-hmm. you rolled into our <laughs> our store literally in a wheelchair because <laughs> you had just came back from overseas, right? You were playing mm-hmm. in I, Germany. I yep, yep, Munich, Germany. I had an um, expedition game out there for Team USA. It's crazy, wow. Team USA football. Wow. So, mm-hmm. and, and you had suffered a horrendous injury, like yeah. something that you, I mean, something that you see in like. I mean, unfortunately, you see it in the NFL sometimes, time, from time to time. Those of us who are Washington football fans have seen our quarterbacks suffer injuries kind of close to what you dealt with. It's yeah, kinda, I was it's just about crazy. to say that. Yep, the baby Alex Smith injury I broke the ankle in three places. Oh, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, so what, I'm, I'm sorry, but what was your uh, recovery time on that? Um, let's see. I broke it in April, and I was back outside running in June. And that was outside of the cast and everything. And it required surgery. And I have a permanent plate and three screws in there. So um, I had, it took, it was, it was nice. It was a good little adjustment for those months. You know, had to slowly, you know, keep, you know, keep getting my ankle, strengthening that ankle again and just, you know, get used to running without, you know, with a limp and everything. So fully, it probably took like a year, but I was out by, you know, from April to June, about a couple months and, you know, just getting used to it. You have a metal plate permanently in your in your leg. Yeah, yeah. I have a plate. I have a, one plate and three screws permanently in my, in my ankle. Does it set off metal detectors? Is that weird? I knew I knew that was going to come. Luckily, it does that. You know, only thing that that old wise tell they be like, yeah, um, when it rains. The weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah when it rains, yeah. yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I, it yeah, definitely like, ache a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, that's why I don't like playing. I don't not, like. I don't play in the. I don't play in the cold. Wow, wow that's something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then yeah, that you know, just to move on the timeline, I, I remember, I remember you creating logos and talking about this brand that you wanted to build, uh, Game Six. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I, I mean, your logos come a long way from from, from the early designs. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I was there with you in the, in the den drawing getting, the designs up. Yeah, yep. getting, yep. mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh huh. Logos come a long way, and so is the brand. The brand Game Six has come a long way. Just talk about what inspired you to build uh, to build this brand and 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 the different branches of the brand. Oh yeah, okay, not a problem. So to accept like game six, the meaning of it pretty much is like you know performing in the clutch and um, in crucial moments, just in life, you know, not just in sports, just in life, you know. Some you know we all been in situations where we have to be clutch or we dealing with a um, obstacle that we have we have to overcome and you know just tap into that side of you that clutch side that we all have and we all it's all within and. Um, I would say it started. You know, I'm gonna tell y'all exclusive story now. How it started, like how it really, uh-huh. really started. Uh oh, exclusive. So, I like it. Yeah. So from back in my college days, shout out to Winston Salem State. Um, <laughs> we used to play 2K all the time. That was our game, 2K. And my team I used to use on there was OKC Thunder, and they had a a, a six man named Reggie Jackson. I used to start before the game because I used to go off with him average like 30 points for him so one day I had we had a crowd of people playing we was doing like a tournament and Reggie Jackson had like 35 points and you know Reggie Jackson is a spinoff of the baseball player Reggie Jackson game six so and they just called started calling me game six when they see me and then I just took that and ran with it okay okay wow yeah. okay. see I didn't I didn't even I've known you for almost a decade I didn't even know that oh yeah see see <laughs> that is I'm telling that story <laughs> 
that's cool that's cool and then and then like like you said there's so there's different branches to what game six is it's a you have an apparel line which mm-hmm. i mean it's you know it's becoming recognizable you've been to like pop-up shops and mm-hmm. and things of that sort to get your brand out there and you, you see it from time to time you see it on yeah. your you see it on athletes on instagram and things of that sort uh but but it's more than just apparel right yeah, correct. Yep, I have the apparel outside of the apparel. I have um, entertainment, which I, which I deal with um, music, um, and I personally manage uh, two two local artists, Jada Realist and um, G Six Dane, and as well as um, outside of the music, I act myself. And with that, with my acting, um, I'm, of course, I manage myself. So I just try to branch <laughs> off of Game Six, you know, as much as I can in the entertainment from music and the acting and movies and shows. Um, and lastly, I have the G6, um, Game 6 Elite Training, which, you know, um, train me and my um, business partner, Raf. We train athletes, local athletes in the area, you know, give them private session, group sessions. And we, you know, we just, and also we give out meal plans, anything that you need pretty much with personal training, because we both certified personal trainers since 2019. And if, you know, we, we try to come up with, you know, we try to get our hands in everything as far as, you know, uh, personal training. So, meal plans, yeah. meal plans. Now, the way I know you eat, what you doing <laughs> giving meal plans out? <laughs> right, I can get you know. When they say do as I say, not as I do, <laughs> because you know I, I can tell you what you need, but don't be. I'm a follower. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then on top of all of that, on top of you being a a, a, prof, a former professional football athlete mm-hmm. uh, doing this training, you're also a, a coach. Uh, a football coach for high schoolers uh talk about that like what got you into what got you into coaching what got you inspired to coach young men so since we you know we bring up the topic of injuries again so i was hurt about 2018 i had broke my hand playing arena football so i was just you know sat on the shelf for a little while and i had time to think and i'm like hmm in this downtime when i'm not playing arena i should be you know i should do something to give not only give back to the youth but um, just to give out my football knowledge. So I decided to, you know, get into coaching. So I put it on Facebook, like I'm interested in coaching and my DMs lit up on Facebook and it was a lot of youth coaches hitting me up. And I mean, I look, no, no offense to the youth or nothing, but we, when I had, you know, I had the younger, two young daughters, I didn't want to raise them every day and then go out and try to coach the youth again. So I was like, I need something more <laughs> over the crowd. So first op- high school co- opportunity I got, um, McKinley Tech, they was looking for defensive coaches and they reached out to me and we had a meeting and they had me on the spot and I've just been coaching. This is going to be my third year. Um, two years, my first two years at McKinley Tech and then um, now I'm at Anacostia High School, both located in Washington, D.C. All right, so I was just asking about the uh, arena football. So, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's like the closest thing to NFL, in my opinion. So, yeah. I mean, was uh, how was the experience? Arena, you know, with me playing DB is like fun because it's ninety percent passing, so I'm getting tested like the whole game. So it's it's yeah. fun and like Arena, like I knew like when you get to a certain age, you're like, all right, I know the NFL. If I ain't make it, if I ain't get drafted by now, I'm not gonna go to NFL. So I just look at alternative routes. So Arena was you know just up and coming thing. It's been out for years, of course, but it's just in our area. It's, you know, it's blossoming now. And Arena was it was it's fairly fun. You know. Like 50 yards and high scoring games, games would be like 66 to 73 or something. And it's 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 fun and fi- and it's indoors, so you know I don't like I I don't like playing in the cold. <laughs> so I, it's just it's, it was a it was a win win situation for me. 
and um, tried out for a few teams and just been traveling with, you know, I played and been playing in Maryland and for Maryland team. And I also played in Pennsylvania for a Pennsylvania team. And it's just been a great experience getting to travel. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, what I've been to, I've been to a couple of your games there. It's definitely, it's definitely intense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. fast paced. It's nonstop. It's a whole different style than the NFL, but um, man, it's, it's, it's something you, for one, you, like you said, since it's so much offense and so much, fast-paced passing you gotta have a lot of stamina for it yeah yep <laughs> i'm out of i'd be out of breath watching y'all play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like it, it was great and then like the, my funnest place i played in like you came to one of the games um we was out playing in philly soul um wells fargo arena and mm-hmm. that was that was amazing i love like i love the atmosphere yeah it was a nice crowd there Everything yeah was really cool really cool uh just to, i wanted to touch back on coaching coaching youth mm-hmm. you know what is what, what is that like especially you know in, in this area the dc metropolitan area you're coaching gotcha. uh young high school men you know young black men being raised in this area just mm-hmm. just talk about that and what it's like being a, a i guess because you're, you're not just a coach but you're a mentor in a lot of ways right yeah yeah that's that's a great way to put it because um i still have rapport with um and conversations with you know seniors that have um, graduated we still talk to this day about just stuff outside of football about life um relationships and financial advice college and, and everything and this is a great experience they come and see me now since they'll be able to drive and it's just great, you know. I get to mentor them and give give back my expertise, so they make not making the same mistakes that I made might have made growing up, and just learning. You know, that's my goal, just to learn from, and then I can also be the you know the voice of reason when their when their parents can't get to them. I'm the I'm like the middleman. I should say like, how their parents reach out to me. I'll tell them, you know, hey, 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 Coach Smooth, could you talk to such and such for me? Because he's not listening to me. Then I'll be the one to relay the message in my way, so they'll understand it. So it's just, you know, it's a great experience because I know, you know, you re- as they say, you reach one, you teach, reach one, teach one, you know, and then it's spread the word and every and it is it's just cool you know I make it you know I show them how it's cool to go to school, how to play football, how to be an athlete, and just grow as a man, you know. That's cool. That's cool. It's very yeah, important. It's definitely, it's definitely needed. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. needed. So, uh, I mean, that's it's definitely a good look. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, I mean, we didn't list off a crap ton of things you do, but now you just recently became a Twitch affiliate. So you you're an official official tissue streamer now. Just yeah. talk about what it's like streaming uh, and what you know what makes streaming fun for you. Like what what is what is it all about? for 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 the folks that don't or don't know or not familiar with streaming oh yeah streaming that's a different life you know it's a different world with the streaming life and it's been great since day one you know shout out to yourself for motivating me to get onto you know competitive gaming and you told me to you know use the platform and you know the people that i know and just take that and just turn it into something you motivated me doing that um shout out to dice game savvy he he was the one the first twitch i uh, affiliates I, per- I personally knew um sandman P- uh, pdb and also recently I, our mutual friend uh flo spasm judah he he did it for, you know he was one of the ones that did it um first and that i know of in our group our media group and it's just been a great experience you know i get you build you get fans you get like gaming friends and everything that we watch each other stream you know we support one another we subscribe to each other's you know channels it's it's great you know and it's a great way you know 
I remember growing up, they used to tell us, oh, yeah, you need to get off the game. You ain't going to do nothing productive. Now, look at us. You can get paid, you know, get to stream, <laughs> stream the game. It's yep. millionaires out here doing that, you know. <laughs> and that's just something – that's another challenge I see myself. You know, I set challenges. I say I want to play football. I want to go college. I, I'm, I, I've checked stuff off the list now. Streaming is one of the things I want to do. I want to get a consistent, you know, following and income from just streaming the games that I love to play. I remember all those times my mom fussing me saying, I need to get off that damn game. It ain't going to do nothing for you. (laughs) (laughs) So we're recording this here on uh, Thursday, February 18th. And when I woke up this morning, there was some big news in the NFL world where Carson Wentz, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, finally got traded. And I think it's no surprise who he got traded to. Because a lot of people assumed it was either going to be the Bears or the Colts. And most people assumed it was going to be the Colts because the Colts just had their quarterback retire on them, Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. And their head coach was the same guy who was the offensive coordinator when the Eagles won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. a few years back. And, of course, that was the year that Carson Wentz led the team to an 11-2 and record before he got his leg uh, shredded and his uh, ACL turned into spaghetti. So it, it kind of made sense. It was kind of like a marriage that was meant to happen where Carson Wentz now goes to the Colts and gets to go back to his old coach. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just kind of, to me, it's kind of crazy how he gets ran out of town. Now, I don't know how you guys feel, but me personally, I think Carson Wentz, is still a good quarterback in there somewhere. Uh, that that year, and go, even going back to his rookie year, and and that year 2017, where they went to on their Super Bowl run, even though those last three games and through the playoffs were without him. I mean, he was spectacular. He was. It was. It was almost as it was. It was scary seeing what the future could have been in our division as a Washington fan, where. <laughs> you're watching this quarterback make these plays where he's scrambling out of the pocket and throwing the ball deep downfield and, uh, you know, broken touchdown plays all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was scary. And it's like, how does that just go away? How does that dissipate from a quarterback? Uh, and, and even when he first came back from injury, he was pretty solid. He was still making some of those plays, but uh it just wasn't happening to the frequency of it as it was before because he wasn't running as much, obviously coming off of ACL injury. But uh, I think there's a chance that the Colts are getting a, a, a giving Carson Wentz opportunity to kind of revitalize his career. Uh, and a lot of people are going to poo-poo on him and say, <laughs> oh, he's done. Oh, he's done. The Colts made a bad trade, this, that, and the other. Jalen Hurts, the future of the Eagles, so it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I, I think this is a good trade for the Colts. I don't think I don't feel like they gave up a lot, and I think there's a good chance that that Carson Wentz is going to revitalize his career there. What do y'all What do y'all think? Um, I think I, um, I think you know, like you said, that wasn't for a third and a, and a conditional second round pick could go to a first if he performs. I think that's like a low risk, high reward type of situation. Yeah, because you know that he's if he goes back to the MVP season. He, that's definitely worth it, you know. And I think he needed a change of scenery. And then I heard, you know, we all know we heard here the Eagles, you know, front office ain't the best, you know, group of people in the world. So just playing 
with a, we all experience like we get us from a new job or just in life, you know, sometimes a change of scenery is all we need. And that's the give us fire motivation. You know, he's not that old either. You know, he still got some years left on him, you know, and he with the right people and the right staff and the, you know, the, the corp he got around him, he can do some things with that, you know, that solid defense, great receivers on their team, great young receivers and mm-hmm. running, got a solid running. I think he can oh, definitely a good, I think he's going to, with the overline situation, I think he's going to be probably equal or better than when he was going through. Probably won't get hit as much because they, be, they kept Phillip Rivers up the whole year. So I think he can definitely maneuver around with that line. So I definitely think that was a great trade for him. Out of all the teams that were available for him to go to, I think the coast was the, probably the best fit for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Sam, because I, I think yeah. it has a lot to do with the system. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to – because. I'm sure, like, that's not, you know, the, the year that we go back to where Carson, Carson Wentz was, like, you know, going off, you know, different players around him at that time, you know, and, that, and it changes, you know. Uh, so, I, I think, yeah, him going to the coast is a good fit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Eagles haven't had healthy receivers basically since they won that Super Bowl. So, that's a good point. And, 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 you talk about the organization when organization kind of shows that they don't believe in you by drafting a quarterback uh, in a, in a, in a high round and not providing you with the supporting cast around you. It, it, it can take away from your confidence. And I think that's what happened in Philly. I think they just, I think they killed his confidence. Of course, the, the city of Philadelphia as it is, is already tough to play for. The fans will beat you up in a heartbeat. All it takes mm-hmm. is for you to throw one or two interceptions and, and they already turn on you to snap a finger. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they, just like they turned on poor Santa. Oh, so many years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did Santa dirty. They did Santa oh, really dirty, but um, yeah, uh, the best point that y'all made up is, yeah, change scenery. It could be really good for him, and I think that's why there's a good chance that he'll revitalize his career. Now, continue with sports uh, before we change over to some entertainment news. Uh, earlier this week, actually, I think it was it was either Sunday or Monday. Draymond Green made a statement that <laughs> um, basically there was a situation where a couple of players throughout the league were getting benched because uh, as the NBA trade trade deadline approaches, uh, teams are starting to work on, work on deals to send high price players out to other cities. So what a couple of teams were doing, the Pistons and the Cavs in particular, they benched a couple of these players that were involved in trade talks. Draymond Green decided to come out and say that that was bothering him because it feels like there's a double standard being set in the NBA. And he goes on to mention, he goes on to compare this to say a situation that we had early in the season where James Harden, of course, you know, everybody knows James Harden uh, was basically unhappy with the whole situation in Houston. He pretty much was unhappy throughout the entire summer and early, early fall. Uh, going into the start of the season. He was unhappy with the situation. He was in Houston. He didn't want to play there anymore. He wanted to be traded. Everybody knew that he wanted to be traded to Brooklyn. And after about, I don't know, what was it, three weeks into the season, they finally ended up trading him uh, to Brooklyn to play with Kevin Durant and Harden. But everybody everybody gave Harden so much grief and so much uh, flack on how how he was you know, pouting and handling the situation. And I think Draymond Green's statement was basically saying, 
if you guys are going to give players grief for wanting to change their situation, why don't you give front offices and, and GMs and executives the same grief for, uh, for, for benching a player that probably wants to play, but they're trying to do what's best for them as an organization. Why don't those organizations get the same grief? How do y'all, how do y'all feel about that? I would say I, I, I do see where he's coming from. We got to, he, but he has to understand it is a business at the end of the day, and they got You got to do what's best for your organization. But I definitely understand from a player stand. I understand from both standpoints. But you know, from a player standpoint, and then being in a you know owner of business doing anything, I understand from a business standpoint. You know, you got to do what's best for your organization. So, I think they should be able to you know find you know some type of middle ground in their future. So. Other players won't feel the same way Draymond, you know, feels. But it's definitely, I think it's room. It's definitely room for improvement in that in that aspect. Yeah, I th- I think that it has to be a certain level of respect too, because I I, you know, um, after you know hearing the story myself earlier, I I really I think that's where Draymond was coming from with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they 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 really don't feel like respect it it's like you know kind of like you know like you can do anything you want to do with somebody but but let that person you know watch which is why they talking about it being double standard but let that person you know bark back uh it's a big deal you know and i and i, and I get it you know just like sam just said i mean it, it's the organization <laughs> and it's like you know anything else like if you work for a big corporation or something like that man you do and go where they tell you to go, but no, nah, uh, I just I just think like yo, like there has to be some type of, you know, some type of balance there, you know, that, that where it could go both ways. Yeah, it's uh, at the end of the day, yeah, it's uh, the business part of the NBA and all these other major leagues are. It's always going to take precedent. Uh, <laughs> and then we and we're saying it across you know, uh, across the sports where players are starting to now voice their way out of situations and out of, out of teams and franchises that are showing themselves and revealing themselves as being toxic franchises. Uh, Take Deshaun Watson trying to get his way out of Houston um, uh, for the Texans and and, in the the NFL, obviously what Harden did. And it's, it's tough. It's, it's a tough line to draw as far as, the double standard that seems to be being set, but, and, and I don't completely agree with Draymond. Cause I think that organizations are getting flack. I don't think, I don't think anybody's standing, you know, up and praising these organizations for benching Andre Drummond and benching Blake Griffin while they wait to trade them. I don't think anybody's applauding them for doing so, but from a organizational standpoint, you don't want to conduct a trade, for this player and then that player gets hurt and then the trade gets null and void. Mm-hmm. They have to, the, the organization has to protect themselves in a situation where they exactly. know that they're going to be making this trade. So I don't completely agree with Draymond, but definitely understand where he's coming from. And I don't know, it, hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel. One of these, one of these years, one of these days where there's a little more of a kind of 50, 50 balance in situations like this and and yeah. we avoid you know where players are still able to voice their opinions but it doesn't become so toxic and 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 
publicly uh, <laughs> publicly i guess destroying images of, of organizations and teams when these situations happen hopefully hopefully eventually those things clean up so what well, well, i mean it's a good it's a, it's a good thing that the conversation is being had though you know? I, and i think that's that's probably why draymond did that is the conversation does need to be had um maybe he opens some people's eyes and maybe it's a good thing that he did that uh, the yeah. Uh, so we're spinning around the entertainment world. Uh, that was our sports side of things. But the other thing we want to touch on is another big news item. When I woke up today was Childish Gambino, otherwise known as uh, Donald Glover, son of Danny Glover. He struck a eight figure deal with Amazon Prime. And that eight-figure deal does not affect his his prized show on FX uh, Atlanta, which has also been announced that they're coming back for a season. They're starting to film season three and season four next week. Uh, they're going to film both seasons back-to-back, so that's good news for anybody who's a fan of the show Atlanta on FX because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a long while since season two. I think it's almost been two years uh, since season two last debuted, but this will not, this deal will not affect Atlanta being on FX. Instead, this is an opportunity for Glover to continue to build his entertainment conglomerate that he's building, uh, along with being a musician and actor. Now he's going to be a producer, uh, and, and potentially director of a lot of projects that are coming up, uh, including a project that he's going to star in. He's going to star in the reimagining of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Do y'all remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, Brad and uh, Angelina. Yes, man. How how freaking awesome was that movie? First of all, <laughs> that, that movie right. was that movie was so good. I mean, Angelina Jolie obviously is uh, killed you know, it. Yeah, she kills it. She's amazing. Brad Pitt's yeah. cool and funny and everything like that. But the movie the movie was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was awesome, and and now to see that Donald Glover is gonna. Uh, be involved in a reimagining of that with uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. I have to look her up. I'm not very familiar with her. Maybe maybe one of our yapsters will know her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it it seems that he's going to be just part of producing and directing several projects, uh, movies, TV shows, uh, things that will stream and be content on Amazon Prime. It's, it's a huge deal for, again, a young rising black uh, artist and entrepreneur in a way. Yeah, I think that definitely he he set the standard, you know, he's always been like a genius to me as far as like his creativity, as far as his music videos, like deep, like it's so many, you have to watch his music videos like several times just to get some of it. And then I bet you if you watch it again, time, time late, like months later, you still catch on the new stuff. And then his show um, Atlanta. I love that show. He the reason, that's the reason why I hate even subscribe to Hulu because of that show by itself. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like I think he's opening doors, you know, for other, you know, artists and actors and everything. And I think yeah, he's set the standard, you know. It's he's gonna push definitely pushing the envelope and putting pressure on these, you know, major companies, you know, to break bread, you know, paying for you for you pay for your um, these great minds and creativity. Yeah, I also read that uh, sources say that um, Malia is the Malia Malaya Obama has joined the writing staff for like his first project with mm. Amazon. So, wow, look at that! That's, that's, that's pretty, you know, one of the Obama daughters getting out there. Oh, yeah, okay, he said, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, that's I mean that's that's huge. First of all, I, mean, I was always I was always a fan of him because I used to watch the show Community that he used to be on on NBC. It was uh uh you know, one of their like primetime comedies 
Uh, so I always liked him on that. And of course, his music has always been really good. So it's cool. It's cool to see um, him kind of building this conglomerate, this this entertainment uh, empire that he's that he's building up. He, he's going to be, a, I think, a major name going forward that a lot of people are going to if they don't know already, there are a lot of people are going to know him going forward. Pretty sure for sure. It's really cool. And now it's time for our Black History Month shout out of the week. Last week, uh, we talked about the first African-American referee in, in, in the NFL. This week, we got, a, we got a different one for you. We got an inventor for you. Go ahead and talk a little bit about him for me, Breaker. Okay, this one, today we're doing Alexander Miles. He was an uh, American uh, inventor and business guy. Uh, and this is back in... Uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, and he invented the automatic closing uh, elevator doors. So uh, it's like we had, uh, it's just one of those things that you take for granted on a (laughs) day in day out basis and you don't think about. And it's just like, but to know that it was, you know, someone that looked like you that invented that, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling, you know. It is. That's that's crazy. We, I mean, we uh, the the building I go to work to every day has elevators, has eight elevators, and I just you know you know, you don't think about that. It's it's one of no. those yeah, it's, it, like you said, it's one of those things you take for granted that the elevator doors were made by a black man. Like, how awesome exactly. is that? Exactly. <laughs> um, I I think that's the uh, you know one of the underappreciated things about Black History Month is that we. Uh, we should know about these things year round, but it seems like, you know, we, of course, throughout this month, we dive deeper into those kinds of things right. uh, and to find those little known people, little known appreciated people. And this is, this might be one of them. Now I see he was, uh, let's see, he was from Ohio and it looks like he died. He was in, he died in 1918. So obviously yeah. a long time ago, yeah. but, <laughs> um, but he was inducted into the national inventors hall of fame in 2007. So uh, while he might be little known by us, uh, I mean, yeah. obviously the national inventors association uh, is very well aware of him, even though it's weird that it took him until 2007 to get in the hall of fame, but we won't go there. <laughs> 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 I mean, he only invented the elevator doors. Come on now. I mean, just the, just everything that goes behind the uh, just the, the technology and, and, the, and the workings of that, you know, because uh, I, I like question myself like every day, like, you know, like there has to be something out there that, that, that I can invent, you know, something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's on like a smaller scale. There's so many things that we use on a day in, day out basis. And it's like, you know, or just improving on the design. You know, so I just I just found that to be you know awesome and just the uh, fact to you know be uh, uh, encouraged to just like research and go further to you know figure out okay who else did what you know it's crazy to think that there was a time where elevator doors had to be open and close manually. Yeah, we're just so used to the fact that we press a button and the doors open and press a button, the doors close. It, there was a time where that didn't happen. Somebody had to physically open. Those doors. Yeah. There's no way that was safe. 
I mean, that, 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 sounds like a, that, that sounds like a huge responsibility, man. Like, you got people's uh, life in your hands, you know? I, I think it's the design of it, like, it is designed to open and close where it uh, reaches its designated floor. And, you know, to uh, manually do it and to, like, just engage the door just a little earlier than you're supposed to. I mean, you're, you're talking life or death. So, no, nah, I, just, I just find it, I think it's just truly awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, elevators are used in a lot of our everyday lives, those that live in apartment buildings, uh, those who visit hotels often, those who work in office buildings. Uh, elevators are used in our everyday lives. And you should know that the automatic opening and closing doors of the elevator were invented by a Black man by the name of Alexander Miles. And that's your Black History shout out of the week from Yes Another Podcast. So to close out the show here, <laughs> I don't I don't know about y'all, but, but these national days, I, who comes up with this stuff? First of all, is there is there a is there a committee? Is there like a world committee that creates <laughs> national such and such day? It, 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 are y'all do y'all know? Question. No, that's a good question. I don't know. I just seems like someone just like I don't know what they say. Yeah, you know, January fourth should be National Donut Eating Day, and then they're like, "Yeah, that that don't sound too bad," and then everybody just taking around with it. That's what it feels like. It feels like that. Well, today on February again, we're recording this on Thursday, February eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Today is National Drink Wine Day. Okay. Now, don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> right, I came I came into this knowing that both of you are wine drinkers or wine drunks, whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> but I'm a connoisseur. I, I, yeah, a connoisseur. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a word for it. I forget what the fancy French word is for it, but right. uh, <laughs> I know people get offended when they claim that they're that, but they're not. So I won't get into it. But uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a confession. I, I don't drink wine. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't. I just don't know anything about wine, and I don't. I don't know what to go pick out. I don't know. For, I, as far as I know, I don't even know if it tastes any good. Not that alcohol in general tastes great, but uh, I, I just don't know anything about wine. I don't get it. I think one time in college, I attended a a like a fake Catalina wine mixer that. Oh, our, okay. <laughs> our, our, our fraternity did like a theme party and. Uh, the theme was Catalina wine mixer. And I, I, I remember drinking some wine from like a box, but I, I don't remember liking it. And I'm pretty sure I went and go went to go pick up a beer afterwards instead. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Like, what? What? Why is wine so special to everybody? Why is it this major thing? Somebody explain to me. School. Yeah, yeah, you, you go ahead, Sam. Break it down. Oh, yeah. Pretty much for me, it started, you know, during the week and just everyday life. You know, sometimes you, you're having a hard day at work or just a long day and you want to, you know, ease, sip on something, make, you know, ease your day. But you can't, you don't want the hardcore stuff, you know, during the week or in the week. Sometimes you don't want to wake up with a hangover. You know, you got to get up early. But wine, you can sip on that and then still get that good buzz, but still be able to get up in the morning. You know, and depending on which wine you get, some hit harder than others. And some are just like, you know, you can just drink it like juice. You know, it's it just don't have that. For me, it's that aftertaste and that not having that hangover. That's yeah. like the benefits of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just real subtle. 
Uh, what's, what's your preference? For me, I like I like sweet reds. I like anything sweet red. I like the um, I like sweet white wines. I like wines like that sweet. And I, some I'm, I'm introducing myself to different like you know bitter wines. Some of yeah. them I'd be like, ah, woo, ah, that's a little too rough for me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm introducing like you gotta. It's the taste, and it's like you know, it's different brands and texture and the taste and everything. And just, um, it just it really it really opened my eyes to a lot of different drinks because I can you can go to the store every day in a year and try a different wine every day. It'd be you can get a different one every time if you go to the store every day. You'll get a different one. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, because I mean, like you say, you either you got your dry wines or you got your sweet ones, and mm-hmm. preferably, like Sam, you know, I prefer the, the sweet wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, where I, where I live at, we have light carpet, so I, I try to stay away from the red stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the cup spill, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like a more so like like a Masato. It's my thing, like a white Moscato. And here's the thing, uh, there's about it. So the white wine, you want to drink cold. Uh, red wine, you drink at room temperature. Now why? Why is that? What? What makes? Like, how do you know that that's the thing? <laughs> oh well, I, I heard some smart guy on TV one day <laughs> say that, and from there I was like, okay, that's that's how it's done. <laughs> Now, now, like, so can you drink a red wine cold? Or is it literally like, does it say well, on the label, don't put this in the refrigerator? <laughs> well, even even with that, even with that, just because, you know, I prefer cold drinks. So uh, I, and it's probably like a forbidden thing to do, but I'll drop some cubes in it, man. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they hate people hate that. Oh my God, that's like one of the things you cannot do. Like they, I be, I drop a couple too when I'm in the house by my side. I definitely yeah, do. I do can't it. do it in public, but in, yeah, in home, I'm definitely Uh-oh. doing that. See, oh, I like- remember, I remember had this one guy like get on me. I mean, this is uh, and we still talking about drinking here, but I was, I had a can of beer, and I had a straw in it, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" All right, so that's yeah. the The straw with beer is kind of bizarre to me. So I feel like I feel like it would. I feel like the the straw would fizz up the beer, and it wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. That, that seems weird to me. That seems it's weird like, to me. Like the drink etiquette, man. Does it? Does it like? It doesn't taste. It doesn't take the taste away from the beer when you're. Well, I, it, honestly, at the time, I wasn't thinking. It was just. The fact that it was the straw was given to me with it, and I was just like, oh, okay, and I just put it in there. I wasn't thinking at the time, but then when he said it, I was like, yeah, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> so, now are y'all into pairing wines with food? Because that's another thing that I always hear about wine is like, oh, wine brings out the taste in your steak, and you know, this, that, and the other. Like, is that like, are y'all yeah. into that? Um, I, 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 yeah, it's just that with I just know they say it with like a lot of like Italian food and pastas, certain wines, you know, taste better with it. You know, I'm still trying to learn that myself. They, I think I know like like Alfredo and stuff. I know they say like some certain clear wines are good with that and dark wine, like the, some of the red wines are certain good with that. You know, I if you go to Olive Garden, they got like a little breakdown. They'll help you break it down for you go to Olive Garden. 
<laughs> Olive, Gar- Olive Garden's my spot. Let me find out. I need to, yeah, need yeah. to talk to a wine connoisseur there. Yeah, as soon as you're like, yeah, I like, you know, I don't know what you get normally, but, you know, you say what you get, and then they go, oh, yeah, this wine would go perfect with that. And then, well, I get I get the, Z- the Ziti, the, the Ziti Al Forno. <laughs> See, they'll, they'll look out for you. Okay, good to know, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and let me plug this in for you, too. When okay. you get a chance, go on Netflix and watch a movie called Uncourt. Uncorked. Yeah, okay. y'all, if, 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 if y'all haven't seen that yet, uncorked on that, it's still on there. It's about it's a okay. movie of, um, about wine, but it's it's a black man that he's. Cause look at this. Since we're talking about wine, I didn't know they had a school for it. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. I did that. not know that. Like he, he <laughs> pretty much the movies he's going. He's 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 working for his family business as a barbecue place, but that's not where his heart. His heart is you know dealing with wine he wants to he had to take a test it's like a bar exam for wine you gotta taste and be able to identify where it's from the year all that the type of wine and all that and then yeah it's a great movie you that's gonna that really got me into when i seen that i said i really want to try a different wine each time hmm. yeah okay. okay uncorked on netflix i'll have to check yeah. that out i'll put that on the list yeah, definitely <laughs> i don't know i just I don't know. I just I'd rather have a beer. I guess I've never nobody's ever really turned me on the wine or put me on the wine. I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've never really had a desire. And plus, there's so many. Like you said, there's so many types of wines and so many different brands and different colors. I, I'm just I, it confuses me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll check that. We'll check out Uncorked, and hopefully, those that are listening, uh, probably listening after we recorded this, but maybe they enjoyed National Drink Wine Day. I'm sure y'all about to go enjoy National Drink Wine Day after we finish this. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Sam, we thank you for joining us on the show today, man. Go ahead and plug uh, plug your social medias. Let us know where folks can follow you if they want to find out more about you and your G6 brand. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so I have a website, um, www.game6elite.com. Um, have a social media Instagram, uh, G6 underscore GOAT on for Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, you know, the same handle. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me on any of those platforms and the website I have available as well. And yeah, anything, I'm willing to work with anybody and collaborate and you know, yeah, open. You can always reach me. And you can get apparel from Game6Elite.com as well? Correct. Yep. Game6Elite.com. And if something you don't see on there, you know, shoot, just con- use it, hit that contact form up and let me know. Okay. Okay. Custom orders through yeah. Game6Elite. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Breaker, let's close out the show, man. Where you? Uh, where can they follow you at? You follow me at uh, BreakerBreaker19 on Instagram and BreakerBreaker19 on Twitter. Get his Twitter followers up. He's new on Twitter. Let's get him. Let's get him going. Let's get it. Let's break him into this Twitter world again. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all, right, all right, and then y'all can follow me at the underscore game eight three six on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, on YouTube, and on Twitch as well. Uh, and then, of course, you can follow the show. We uh, have our show page on Twitter at Yes Another Pod. We have our show page on Instagram at Yes Another Podcast. Of course, we post clips of the show and funny memes and funny gifts and things of that sort on our Instagram page. Again, at Yes Another Podcast on Instagram. And if you have interest in joining the show sometime, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have topics uh, that you want us to discuss, 
hit us up yes another podcast at gmail.com we appreciate you listening especially if you're listening on the on the real fun dc app for breaker for our guest sam uh for carlos we'll see carlos back on the on the show next week until then i'm daris and this has been yes another podcast be easy everybody Thank you.